0: About our churches and our tax personally, how to recognize them. Then we're going to talk about how to protect yourself, so defensive strategies. And then we're also going to be talking about how to take action when you're in those kinds of situations. So uh, that'll be a big day, but uh, I think uh, for some folks that might be helpful. So you're most welcome. And again, go to our website, check it out. We've got a couple spots still open. Well, today, I I don't know if anybody's here that is looking for an answer to a difficult question or a difficult problem. That's what I'm going to be talking about today, five insights to finding answers to difficult questions. And uh, I'm going to take you to 2 Kings chapter 3. That is where we find uh, one of the episodes in Elisha's life, but... uh, Just to, to, you can turn that in your Bible, but just to let you know that life is about finding answers to difficult questions. You probably know that by now. And this week, uh, you know, a person talked to me wanting to find answers, and this is a person who's walked with God for years and years, been a very upbeat, but all of a sudden, back a couple months ago, just had an episode where their spirit just plunged, they were under attack, they basically wanted their life... They would have been happy if their life came to an end. Where was that? What was the answer to that? Why, Why did that happen? Um, another person contacted me this week. They're trying to work out how to respond and restore a marriage with a spouse. People are looking for answers to difficult questions. So we're going to go to Elisha. Elisha, his whole career basically was providing answers to difficult questions. If you read his story, and it's in 2 Kings primarily, except this call is in 1 Kings, but his whole ministry really was finding answers to difficult questions. And we're just going to take one of the episodes from his life and find, find out uh, a few insights, because maybe some of you are looking for an answer to a difficult question. And uh, there might be some help for you. Well, the first insight that I want to bring to you is right there in the first 11 verses. And the first insight is this. You never know when you might need an answer to a difficult question. Have you ever found that? Hits you out of the blue? You never know. Let's read chapter 3, verses 1 to 11. Joram, the son of Ahab, became king of Israel in Samaria in the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. And he reigned 12 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but not as his father and mother had done. By the way, his parents were Ahab and Jezebel, perhaps some of the most nefarious characters in all of the Bible. They were wicked to the core and led their nation in the most horrible ways. Now, this is their son. Now, he did evil, but he wasn't as nefarious as his parents. Um, he got rid of the sacred stone of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he clung to the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. He did not turn away from them. Now Misha, king of Moab, raised sheep and had to pay to the king of Israel a tribute of 100,000 lambs and wool of 100,000 lambs. That's a lot of stuff. But after Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So that at the time, uh, so that at the time Joram set out at the Samaria and mobilized all Israel. He also sent a message to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me to fight against Moab? I will go with you, he replied. I am as you are, my people as your people, and my horses as your horses. By what route shall we attack, he asked. Through the desert of Edom, he answered. So the king of Israel set out with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. After a roundabout march of seven days, the army had no more water for themselves or for the animals with them. What, exclaimed the king of Israel, has the Lord called us three kings together only to deliver the hands of Moab? Isn't it interesting how religious people get when they get in trouble? So here is King Joram. He's an evil person, and then he gets in trouble, and he says, Has the Lord called us three kings? (laughs) All of a sudden, he's very religious. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may inquire of the Lord? An officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. So what's happening We have three kings looking to take down a kingdom that is upstart and not paying their tributes. And so they come up with a plan. We're going to go around and we're going to attack. And so they go through the desert and the wilderness and they find out that they run out of water. So them and all their animals and all the entourage that comes with three military uh, units or armies, they're all going to die of thirst in the wilderness. Bit of a problem. And so they start looking for answers. And uh, the king of uh, Judah, Jehoshaphat, says, Is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may inquire? And an officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. So now all of a sudden, Elisha's being brought in. He's just been a pawn, not maybe a pawn, but he's just right in there with this whole political thing, by the way, you may have problems that come into your life because of the political things. Far beyond your control. And there's questions and pressures and answers that you need because of big things that are going on in your world. Well, that was the case here. But Elisha's with the army, and uh, so someone knows that he's there, and Elisha's here. So it says, so I just want to make the point, you never know. When you're going to need an answer to a difficult question. These things come out of the blue. Um, You know, it might be just a phone call. Someone calls you. It might be something that happens in your day. Answers are needed. Answers are needed. Second insight. You may be asked to find answers for people who don't honor God. You may actually be put in a place where people are saying, I need an answer from God, even though they've been ignoring God. All along. Well, that's the case of verse 12 to 14. Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Elisha said to the king of Israel, Why do you want to involve me? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. So he is looking at King Joram, Ahab, and Jezebel's son, and he is saying, Well, I'm not sure if he's saying what I'm thinking he might be saying, but he is really ticked with this guy. This guy is an evil man, and all of a sudden he's coming for answers. Well, um, go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. No, the king of Israel answered, because it was the Lord who called us three kings together to deliver us into the hands of Moab. Elisha said, as surely as the Lord Almighty lives whom I serve, if I did not have respect for the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not pay any attention to you, but now bring me a harpist. (laughs) So he's saying, well, you know, if it was just you coming to me, Joram, forget it. I wouldn't help you. But since Jehoshaphat is here, who I have a higher regard for, I'm going to help out. It's very funny dynamics going on here. But basically he was being asked for an answer, even from a person he didn't really respect or want to help. And sometimes when we go through life, we want to say to people, serves you right. Any of you had that thought when someone wants some help? Serves you right. You've been making decisions that have taken you down that road for a long time. And I see nothing in your heart that is turning you toward God. What serves you right? Sometimes we're asked to help people who maybe we don't respect. One time I got a phone call um, from some folks who were living in a house in Sexsmith, and uh, they were terrified. They were terrified by what was going on in their house, and there was uh, being of some kind that would come up from the basement and scare the life out of them and the lady was living in her bedroom basically under fear and all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the house so they would asked me to come over and help and uh, through a recommendation of someone they knew so I went over there and started asking questions and uh, well I think At the root of it was a teenage daughter who was dabbling in the spirit world. But what was sad about the situation is that both parents had grandparents who had been missionaries or people who had walked with the Lord. And they had turned away. So I'm sitting there, what do I do in this situation? Do I help? (laughs) So I, uh, in a sense, did a bit of a a talk of Elisha. I said, you know, there's some things you guys got to get right here. But honoring someone who was in their heritage, I decided to help them that day. But sometimes we are asked for answers in situations that are difficult. And we want to bring the Lord's power and help into those situations. So it was neat how the Lord revealed what the problem was. And when I checked in there a while back, a while later, they said their house was at peace. But God has answers, by the way, in that whole situation. This whole thing about God finding answers, giving answers. He gave answers where the source was, what the problem was. But sometimes we are asked to help and help find answers uh, when uh, we are with imperfect people or when we have been imperfect. And it's so interesting that I see the willingness of God to help. Third insight. There are conditions that help you find the answers. Now, look at verse 15. But now, bring me a harpist. While the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came on Elisha. (laughs) Musicians love to connect with God through music, right? It's your language. I'm not sure what Elisha's full language was, but this is how I read the situation. He's just been in the presence of somebody he absolutely detests. And I believe his spirit was vexed. It is very hard to hear God's answers when your spirit is vexed. Or if there's some other block. It might be just you're mad at somebody. It might be, that there's some perspectives in your mind that are blocking. And the principle of hearing God's answers is simply get yourself in a place where you can hear the whispers of God. So the harpist comes and starts to play. And how I picture the scene is Elijah is whew, exhaling some of this vexation that's in his spirit from being in the presence of King Joram. And then the word of the Lord came to him. There's only two, you know, Elisha was an answer guy, as I mentioned earlier. There's two times in his life where I don't see him knowing the answer right away. Normally people would come to him and he would have that answer just like that. He was a person who walked in close communion with God. But there's two times. This is one of them. His spirit was vexed. And the second one was when the raising of the Shunammite's son. And uh, he said, the Lord is hidden in from me what was going on but it wasn't until he spent a time of prayer that he saw what the Lord would have him do there was two times that he didn't know exactly what to do one time he got himself calm and the other time he had a segment of prayer but he dealt with what was blocking the spirit of God from speaking let me ask you what is blocking the spirit of God from speaking to you? Maybe you're vexed with somebody. Maybe it's a matter of just putting yourself in the place where you can hear the whispers of God. Last, well, it was a while back now, I was working with a person who was in missions, but they're coming to a big decision. They weren't sure what to do. And uh, so I started talking to them about how they connect with God. And we reflected a little bit on a book it's called Sacred Pathways, and it talks about eight ways people connect with God. And for this person, it was like being out in nature. So he spends some time going for walks out in the nature, and as his spirit calmed, he started to get insight as to what to do. So what is standing in the way? You know, God speaks. For me, God speaks through quiet impressions of the heart, thoughts that come to me when I'm in prayer, I'll bring a question to him, an, uh, a decision that needs to be made, a problem needs to be solved. Sometimes he will just kind of give me the next step, but sometimes he will kind of give the big answer. But often, again and again, it happens. But it starts by getting the heart in a place where it can hear the whispers of God. Oswald Chambers wrote, Get into the habit of saying, speak, Lord. And life will become a romance every time circumstances press. Say, speak, Lord. Make time to listen. Well, one thing we forget as believers, you know, in 1 Corinthians 2.16, if you know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, this is what it says about you. Even, you know, I'm going to pick out Henry. It says this about you. It says this about you. It says, You have the mind of who? You have the mind of Christ. And He's willing by His Spirit to share good thoughts for difficult problems. Well, get yourself in place where you can hear. Fourth insight. What you may hear may be hard to believe. Look at verse 16. And he said, this is what the Lord says. I will fill this valley with pools of water. For this is what the Lord says. You will see neither wind nor rain. Yet the valley will be filled with water. You and your cattle and your other animals will drink. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. He will also deliver Moab into your hands. You will overthrow every fortified city and every major town. You will cut down every tree and stop all the springs. And so on. Now here we have three armies ran out of water. And Elisha listens and the answer is tomorrow the valley is going to be filled with water. You won't have any lack. You will have more than you need. I wonder what the kings and the other guys were thinking when they heard this. Oh, it's not a drop around here. Sometimes it's hard to believe. Some translations, I don't know which translation you have. If you have a new American and there's some other translation, they say, They include in verse 16, thus says the Lord, make the valley full of ditches. And so, I'm not sure, I can't remember exactly what all the translation is, but they said there's a step to take, then the Lord will act. And actually, you see most of the miracles of Elisha, everybody had to take a step. Generally speaking, it was a step of faith, then the Lord acted. I'm not sure here, but it's just, the answer was, tomorrow, there's going to be a lot of water. And you guys are going to go and you're going to carry out and you're going to conquer. Wow. Sometimes his answers are hard. And I even, I don't know if the dig your ditches was part of that original word, but can you imagine saying to the kings, okay, you guys, there's no water here, but you guys go down to the valley and start digging ditches. crazy sometimes God's answers are difficult to believe well the last insight when we listen God brings answers to the situation sometimes those answers are a little bit in time and coming but you look all through scripture you will find people getting answers when they sought the Lord Answers to difficult problems. So, uh, the water came the next day. They went on to victory, and I just see this principle throughout, the, especially the life of Elisha, the life of other people. So, I'll we'll just illustrate a little bit from the life of Elisha. His first, the first miracle God did to him was Jericho. Jericho was out of water or had bad water. In fact. Ladies were miscarrying because of drinking that water, and their plants were miscarrying because of that water. So a plant would grow up just beautiful and beautiful blooms, and all of a sudden it would just die out, uh, whatever the cause was. And so Elijah said, bring me some fresh salt, and we'll throw it in there. And God uh, answered that. And by the way, if you look today, when I did study on this, They've, some people still refer to that spring by Jericho as Elisha's spring. Amazing, life-giving answers. So for the widow, widow who couldn't pay her debts, he said, get all the pots you can and start pouring. Amazing, life-giving answers. She was able to pay her debts and her boys were freed from slavery. Naaman the leper, he said, go Dunk yourself in the Jordan seven times. Naaman didn't like that idea, but when he did, life changing answer. When we move over to the New Testament, we see Jesus taking a night of prayer before he chose his disciples. You can see that in Luke chapter 6. Who should I pick for this discipleship crew? A night of prayer. He had the answers. When Paul was on the boat that was in the big storm in Acts chapter 27 and it looked like they were going to go down, he inquired of the Lord and the Lord gave answers on how to respond in that very difficult situation. Again and again we see in scripture that listening to God reveals life-giving answers to difficult problems. So, I like this sermon. It's nice when the pastor likes his sermon. I like this sermon because I've so often found difficult problems, but God with the answers. Even recently, just some of the challenges I face, pray, thoughts come to mind, talk to this person, do this, check this out. Answer, and answer, and answer. I don't know if any of you have ever been to London, England, but if you do, I encourage you to do something that I neglected to do when I was there. And that is, go to St. Paul's Cathedral. And St. Paul's Cathedral has, up in its dome something which is known as the Whispering Gallery. So in that gallery, it's about 30 meters across, so, but you could be standing on one side, you could just whisper, and you could hear it totally clear on the other side. Just the way it's designed, the sound carries. It's called the Whispering Gallery. And so to get there, though, how many of you like walking stairs? 259 stairs. But if you take the steps, you're going there, aren't you? No, no. If you... If you take the steps, you can hear the whisper. So I just wanna say to you, take the steps. Get your heart quiet before God. He may give you the next step along the way to the solution. He may give you an insight that gives you peace as you're waiting on it, or he may give that, here it is, it's fixed. But take the steps to the whispering gallery, because God gives life giving answers to difficult problems.